Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, everyone, to the Janice Dean Podcast. Thanksgiving is coming up this week, and I wanted to focus today's conversation on what we can do to help find the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Rob Locasio is somebody who's been giving back for more than two decades in the New York City area. He's got a very impressive resume as one of the longest-standing founding CEOs of a tech company called Live Person Incorporated, which he invented back in 1995. Rob has had some challenges on the way to his success, which has helped keep him grounded throughout his career and fuels his desire to give back. In 2001, after 9-11, Rob began the Dream Big Foundation with its first program called Feeding NYC, giving families in need a Thanksgiving dinner. This year, Feeding NYC will help its 100,000th family here in New York. And I was so touched by what Rob has done, I decided that this year I would help him bring awareness and raise funds for his amazing organization. What started as a chat about being an entrepreneur in a challenging tech industry to connecting between two human beings wanting to do good is how this podcast unfolded. And I feel grateful to know Rob and look forward to helping him help others in the future. So let's start off with you being a CEO of a tech company since 1995. That is, I mean, you need to be saluted for that. Thank you very much. (laughs) I I guess I'm an old timer. I've I've seen a lot, even though uh, we're all going through a lot right now. I went to the dot-com and the financial crisis, and uh, I've seen a a tremendous amount of of, uh, change throughout uh, the last 20, 28 years since I started the company. Tell me about that. I mean, obviously, tell me about your company and and why you started it. But the the change that has happened, and you know, if you're optimistic for the future. Yeah. So I I'm the inventor of web chat for customer care. So if you've ever been on a website and you chatted, I invented this technology actually in '97. Wow. And then uh, I took the company public in 2000. So I've been public for 20, 20 almost 23 years. And I'm the second longest serving CEO in the tech world in NASDAQ uh, behind the NVIDIA CEO. So I've been through the public markets, the ups and downs. Um, and then we made a big pivot into AI. So we're one of the leading AI, what they call conversational AI companies. So when you go to like T-Mobile's website or, you know, a big retailer's website and, you, and you're messaging them and you're talking to what they call chatbots, uh, we also pioneered this technology about five or six years ago. So I've made a bunch of pivots. Uh, going forward, and we have about 11,000 customers and 500 of the largest brands in the world. Uh, and so we we are, you know, one of the big, uh, you know, we're a mid-sized technology company compared to a Google, but we're large uh, compared to, to most. We do over half a billion in revenue a year. So, so yeah, so I've seen, you know, I've, I've seen the changes. I started the company uh, sleeping on a couch and, you know, and, and uh, you know, built it sort of one customer at a time and one an employee at a time. And, 
you know, I, I guess to be in this business, you have to always be optimistic. Mm. And um, that's just where I, I kind of look at it. I, I, I've seen so much over so many years. And uh, I think the important part is, uh, you know, you got to stay focused on the future. And in technology, the future always seems pretty bright. And, uh, you know, but there's always changes and challenges. We're, we're, as an industry, we're going through a fair amount of challenges today. It's incredible that you came up with that chat box all those years ago, because now, I mean, that's how we sort of communicate. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I never believed in traditional voice, the idea of picking up a call and talking to somebody at a contact center and dialing an 800 number. I was like, this just seemed not correct to me when we're living in a digital world, when there's websites and apps. And um, and so I just thought, you know, why not enable this digital communication to happen and it's, it's very personal. You know, when, when you're chatting, whether you're chatting with a human or a bot, um, it's a very personal thing. You know, that that's that's what you see. People, even though they they look at a website, they look at products, they see the descriptions, we still have questions. Mm-hmm. And that's why contact centers exist. And uh, those questions and those answers we get back allow us to truly personalize the experience. And that's what, uh, what we've been able to bring to the market for, you know, so many years. I've been sort of sticking to the vision from the beginning. But you still kind of need that, like you're feeling like you're talking to a real human being. Don't you agree? Not really. I mean, No, you company, don't agree? Yeah. No, I mean, so the company's name is Live Person, you know, which is interesting. Uh, and I obviously believed in powering human connection. But what I've seen in the last, you know, 10 years is, you know, people really just want to be efficient with their time. Mm. And we just want to get the questions answered. And whether there's a human on the other side or not, yes, we want to build, we, like, we build AIs. Like I, I'm at the, the Cosmopolitan Hotel and there's, a, there's an AI called Rose and we help build that. And when you check in, she's, she messages you. And, and I was like chatting with her, you know, and about and this is a bot about you know uh where do you go in the hotel to have a cocktail and where do you go to eat and and she sort of guides you around the hotel and and that's an amazing experience so it feels real it feels as good as i would have gotten if there was a human called rose on the other side the beauty of this is when you check in like everyone gets rose they actually put it when you give you they give you the key card to your uh to your room where the key card sits, it says Rose, and it has the whole thing in there. They're they're promoting it as the, as a core brand. You can only do that with automation. You can't have a thousand roses chatting with people in their rooms. Hmm. So I really feel that what's happening has really been an acceleration in bringing uh, this human side we call it curiously human capabilities to automation, and that's really what's happening today. It's it's sort of starting to self-actualize, which is exciting for a company like ours. Now, this week, there are a lot of layoffs in the tech industry. Um, you know, what do you say to that? How do you keep your your people happy? Look, we did, we did some restructuring throughout the year. Um, we all had this amazing growth during COVID. Uh, you know, when, when the, in our world, the contact centers got shut down and all of our customers, they want to do automations and, and they continue. But there's definitely, you know, the growth rates were very different during COVID than today. So there's been a there's been a real shift in demand, and then you, you put on top of that, you know, what's going on with inflation or, or, or let's call it a partial recession, or there's what's going on. I just think we're reflecting a lot of what's happening uh, in in the world. You know, technology 
is a, is a liberator. I mean, for companies like our customers, we're enabling them to, you know, continue scaling conversations and creating great consumer experiences without humans as much in, in contact centers. So we sort of play into a lot of what's going in today about, you know, how do we get more efficient as companies? But I think there's more to go in the world we live in. I mean, we're all feeling uh, an, an uncertainty there. Um, but usually on the other side of that, we, we get a lot of new businesses, we get a lot of new uh, innovations coming. And uh, but I but I think the technology world is definitely aligning to what's happening with, you know, the world in general. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Now, you're somebody who believes in the instant messaging, but the things that you do for Thanksgiving and happy, helping human beings is quite yeah. different. Yeah. In, in, uh, you know, I started this foundation uh, called Feeding NYC uh, back after uh, 9-11, and I was in New York City. Um, we were a small group. We were about 30, 40 people at the company at the time. And... Um, you know, we experienced what a lot of New Yorkers experienced and the world experienced, which was, uh, you know, seeing the Twin Towers go down and, and everything in the aftermath of that. And uh, we just felt as a company, we wanted to do something to give back. Uh, and so we decided as a small group, we'd go out and feed families. And we went out, you know, bought turkeys and frozen turkeys and all the trimmings. And we ended up at a uh, working with uh, a group called Women in Need which provides shelters in New York City for women that have gone through very difficult situations and they've left their spouses or uh, you know boyfriends and they brought the uh, they brought their kids with them and now they're living in these shelters trying to repair their lives and we ended up uh, going there and feeding uh, 70 families and that really gave me a different perspective on the power of uh, connection and uh, and that's that's really where we created and now we've fed over a hundred thousand families since that time and this next tuesday will feed eight thousand families uh so we're i'm really proud of all the work we've done with uh with that foundation how does it work how do you go out and feed that many people yeah so it's it's interesting it's uh it's quite quite interesting you know like uh, the food comes in the night before into chelsea piers so we've been working with chelsea piers they've been so uh, uh graceful to let us have their facility and uh, the catering facility it's a big hall and we set up these lines and uh people start to come in around six o'clock in the, in the morning to start packing and they they you know put the turkeys in the box and the trimmings and and then these boxes get loaded into um trucks and they get you know put out into the around new york city we hit all the boroughs and we feed uh, all the families uh, most of the families that are in shelters and uh, you know you don't realize that uh, the impact of that and I'll, I'll tell you a, a story if you'd like to hear it about you know what sort of changed my life with it and, and I've had many stories at the time but um, when we fed those first 70 families um, my last 
it was a walk up. So my last, I remember my last uh, uh, door to knock, and I knocked the door and and uh, opened the door open. There was this little kid, and he must have been about six years old, and he and he looked up at me and he said, uh, it's "True." Like he said, um, "Are you a good person or a bad person?" And this was the, the question he asked me, and, and I uh, I said, uh, "I've got a uh, turkey dinner for your family." And he said, and he looked down and, and I opened the box and he saw the turkey and then his sister came out and she was looking at all the turkey and it was like a pot of gold. They were looking at it like, and they were just so excited. And the mother turned out was in the bathroom and here she saw her children with a grown man and she's in the shelter because probably something happened in her life with a grown man. Mm-hmm. And she sees this man with her children and she is so scared. And she beelines to me and she's screaming at me, get away from my children, get away from my children. She's going to knock me over. And I said, no, no. And I put my hands up. I said, no, no, I, I, I'm here to deliver your turkey. And I like, I show her and she just stopped and looks at the turkey and takes it in and then starts to cry. And she hugs me. And she said, you know, I thought people had forgotten us. And, uh, and I was, it was, it was a profound event and I, uh, you know, said, no, you know, we're all here and, and, uh, we care for each other and I care for you. And, and then she, we talked a little bit and she said, you know, when I get out of the shelter, I'm going to feed families when I get out of here. So I walked down and I was changed as a person and I walked out and there was a woman who came with us who sold us these turkeys. And she was a salesperson, I distributed up in the Bronx. And she said, what happened? And I told her the story. And she goes, you know, I used to live in the shelter. And uh, she says, you know, you, you don't realize what you're doing. This is not about a turkey dinner. You're, 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 are, you're doing something very, very life-changing because I was there and I was alone. And during the holidays, we didn't get turkey dinners. And yet around us is the, is the holiday parade, Thanksgiving Day parade and everyone's celebrating and you have all this imagery of the Norman Rockwell families, you know, around tables. And it's so in our culture, but yet there are millions of people who just don't participate in that. And so when you bring them together through that meal, great change happens. And I've had story after story of people have told me like, uh, you know, their families are being ripped apart or something was going on. And that one meal brought them together for that, period of time it's so for 35 dollars and now that because of inflation it's like 55 but it's like 55 dollars of product which is less than sometimes we spend on lunches and dinners it changes people's lives changes the family's life so that's why we do it um and we we touch the, the families and we're delivering to them and everyone who volunteers feels that and it's, it's a really extraordinary event uh that now has become a tradition in new york city did you ever hear back from that woman? Did you ever find out how she's doing now? No. You know, I've had so many of those experiences now uh, throughout my 20-something years of doing this. And, um, you know, I, there was a woman last year who uh, actually works at Women in Need now. And, and she was from, I think she was from Jamaica or one of the Caribbean countries. And she just came to the United States. She ended up in a homeless shelter. In this case, she was with her husband. And kids, and there was a there was so much turmoil. She was telling me, and then she was fed this meal, and she told me the whole 
story how like it just it just changed the family and i i was i'm always like like really i'm like you know come on you know sometimes i think like you're just saying this to me and and she told me and she was she was like I, and she told me all the things that were happening with her and her husband and the family and they were just was they really didn't have money and it was like those and yet this all of a sudden they had this meal and they remembered why they're family and why they're together mm-hmm. and um so I, i've had many many stories now of just knocking doors and and hearing these stories so uh but i i rarely sometimes i i see the people who work there like every other people work at the shelters so they're 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 there uh they're most families which people probably don't realize they move on the shelter system uh, although it's 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 become more a little bit more full-time it's really a transitionary place for a family to get on their feet and then move into low income low cost housing and then move into you know a normal life it's usually not a place to live for more than a year mm-hmm. although i know things are extending during these times like these very hard financial times unfortunately there's a lot more people that are entering shelters and they need to stay there because they can't afford to get out stay right there we'll have more of this story coming up another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, the pandemic really did a number for so many Americans, um, you know, losing their jobs, um, you know, just loss of life, um, feeling isolated. Um, you know, this is sort of the first Thanksgiving where it feels sort of quote unquote normal, but we're still impacted on an event that really did devastate so many families. So this year seems to be a little bit more important than others. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've seen, you know, when we had the financial crisis, I went through that, we were feeding families um obviously even during covid we fed families i mean we we had we didn't do the big event in chelsea piers it was a small group that came but we made sure and i was on that truck that that these turkey dinners came to families because obviously we were all social distancing uh and it was even more important then but um it's just it's i don't think people understand especially during these times the um amount of impact on ordinary people's lives um you know i think the statistic is like it's 25 percent of uh, new york city children don't know where their next meal is going to come from which i think is about seven seven million kids don't understand or seven million families where it's a a huge number of people in the in the metro area that um yeah i think it's about seven million children that that don't know where their meal what their next meal is coming from in new york and and so this is the this is the problem and and it's if you look it up, you just Google it. Like, you know, food security. Um, you'll see is that even during the good times, there's a lot of families that that just uh, are in need. So I just think it's important. Like, I, the one thing I realized about this this whole thing is that um, when you're a person of means and um, whatever that means to you, and and there are people in need, and and we come together there's a trade that goes on um 
the the connection that you make for both people um like the story i talked about that mother we we both were profoundly changed mm. and and that's that's the best thing you can do in life like i no matter all the things i've done with my business and all the things success i've had and challenges and building this and being public and nothing has ever stood up to what i've been able to achieve with um when i get on that truck uh on tuesday and i always go out and i and i go door to door you know i, I want to meet the families that when i end that day when that day ends i think this uh, this is great you know like i did something that i just feel so proud of more proud than anything else i've done in my life outside of having a family myself this this is something that i think is important so We've had people now. We I, I remember we had we had a family come in from the UK and they were on vacation on that week, and somehow the mom just googled feeding families. They don't even celebrate obviously Thanksgiving in the UK, but she she knew about it. And she ended up coming with me on my truck, and we took her around New York City and her family. She had three kids, and they were like so excited oh. that they were feeding New Yorkers, and yet they weren't even from New York. It was just that act of, you know, I helped someone. And and it's really amazing when people bring their children and they do this, teenagers or, you know, they, they bring all sorts of kids uh, and and the kids are coming out with us and they can see that the war, that there's, there's a group of people that, that need help. And, um, and those kids get profoundly changed. So I'm really proud because even though we fed 100,000 families, probably each family has an average of three people, so that's about 300,000. Then I think about there's probably a couple of people connected who kept feeding, like that woman who told me she's going to feed families. Then there's all the people who volunteer. So you're up to about a million people who have probably been touched by this program who are out in the world changing lives. And and that's the thing that I'm, I'm most proud of. And uh, and we need more people. You know, we, we need we need money. We need to the, this now. We, we never get the food for free for some reason nobody ever wants to give us a turkey so we raise the money um we're trying to raise about 700k this year and we're up to about 100 and something thousand and you know we'll, we'll keep raising throughout uh, the week but uh but we need volunteers uh we need donations uh to really make us you know achieve our goal of feeding the 8,000 families on tuesday so how can we help can people i mean this is going to air this weekend i mean can they literally decide they want to do it thanksgiving morning yeah so we do it on tuesday so we, we okay. do it before two days before thanksgiving because we got to give people an opportunity to de defrost the uh, turkey got it uh so uh so we we and it's at so if you go to feedingmyc.org uh you can see all the information you can sign up uh for uh you know uh, if you want to come and pack or you want to come and deliver if you want to make a, a generous donation you know more than welcome uh, but but on the website it gives you all the information, all the background on the program. Yeah, but we like I said, we always need people. We, sure, if people on the weekend listen to this. Uh, you know, Tuesday they can come to Chelsea Piers, or and once again they can sign up online and do all that. What a story! I mean, I feel like that is the the reason we're put on this earth is what you're doing right now. I mean, I feel like we need more of that. We are in this really incredible time of difficulty, you know, 
with a lot of families, what they're going through, but also, you know, what you see on television, anger and, and upset over elections and politics. And and this kind of thing brings us all together, you know, um, and I think that's what's most important. Yeah, it's just I, I sometimes I'm just baffled by, you know, I, I think. The way I look at it is that if more people would just do this, like we're human beings, yeah, and uh, we're all trying to do our best on Earth. And what I one thing I found, you know, when I started my company, I lived, I slept on a couch in an office because I couldn't afford an apartment, so I was in this loft in downtown, and uh, it didn't even have a shower, so I had a shower at a health club. And I was living on nothing. I was eating noodle, ramen noodles, and I lived on a couple of thousand dollars a year. I think it was like $6,000 for the entire year, which is still a fair amount, but this is back in 1995. And so from 95 to 97, I just slept on this couch. But it's interesting. Uh, uh, I was A friend of mine said, um, you know, and I was really in the dumps because I lost my first company, went under, and this was my second company, which would become what is today live person. So I went... He said, why don't you go to a shelter and feed feed families? So I went to the shelter at St. Bart's up on Park Avenue. And you would feed families and then you uh, feed people. It wasn't families, it was individuals who are homeless. And then you sleep with them to make sure everything's okay at night. Then you wake up in the morning, you feed them breakfast, you go on. And I just remember this. No matter how you know lousy I felt about my life or you know I felt like I was I was – Total loser sleeping on a couch. My first company went under. I lost all my money. I was 27 years old. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. When I was able to go and help people who were homeless sleeping on the street, I, I learned something. And I remember I was talking to a woman who was in the shelter and I asked her, How'd you get here? And she told me, like, she just didn't have the net. She didn't have the safety net. She didn't have family. She didn't have the things a lot of times we just have, like we know under the worst extreme experiences, maybe we can go live with a family member. She didn't have it. And I realized, because a lot of times, I remember, you know, a lot of times we walk past people who are on the street and we just make, we were like, start judging them. They're alcoholics, they're this, they're drug abusers. If I give them money, they're going to do this. I remember Pope Francis said this many years ago. He said, when you see somebody on the street, um, you know, be tender with them, tenderness. Give them tender. Look them in the eye because they're human beings. Don't judge them because they're they're on the street. Whether you give them money or not, just acknowledge that they are human, that they are there, that you feel like they're part of a community. That's all you have to do. And a lot of times, it's just it's really unnervy to want to face that person or a family. When we when we are in a when we're normally living in a different world, the comforts of a different world. But I think it's so important because when we think about breaking down all the BS that we see in the world, and like I said, the, the division and all this. And if people would just take an opportunity to look people in the eye in this radical tenderness, um, the world would be a different place. It's just that I don't. Sometimes I think the people that are so engaged in this in that world um, of disconnect. Um, don't spend enough time looking the other person in the eyes, especially people in need, and just help them. 
Um, you know, there's a, we could always judge them that the system did this to them and or they're taking advantage of the system. I haven't seen that. I just haven't seen it. There's always bad apples. But the majority of people that are in shelters and the majority of people that are on the streets in cities, they're not there because they choose to be, contrary to what people think. They're not there because they're trying to take care, take advantage of the system. They're there because they didn't have a net that most of us take for granted. We just take for granted that even in the worst situation, I can go live with my brother, sister, best friend, whatever it is, colleague. They don't have that for whatever reason. And I just think we all have to make an effort. I'm not here to judge, but... I know it changed my life, and I hope, you know, it can change other people's lives. Oh, Rob. <laughs> what a wonderful person you are, wonder, you know, human being you are. And uh, it brings tears to my eyes because I, I want my family to take part in this. I want them to see this. You know, I a couple of months ago, um, I took my youngest son to a mall. We had to go pick something up. And I've talked about it and we saw a homeless guy with a sign and, you know, I was ready to drive right by him. And my son said, mom, that guy, he has a sign. He says he's hungry and we have to help him. And I said, well, buddy, you know, we got to go in. We got to do this. We got to make sure this I'm he's going to be OK. I'm sure he'll be fine. Well, he bugged me the whole time we were in the mall to go get him something to eat. The the fellow that he saw on the street with the sign that didn't have a home and um so we did that. We went and bought a sandwich, and I thought to myself, well, probably not going to see him again. Um, drove out of the parking lot, and my son is looking everywhere. Like, that's all he could concentrate on. And he finally spotted him at a different uh, area um, near the mall, and he said, Mom, you got to go and get go over there. And I said, but, buddy, I've got to, like, make a left and a right. And, you know, like, I, I and he just said, you have to, Mom. And I, I looked in the rearview mirror, and I saw my son's face, and I said, I have to do this because if I don't do this, he will remember this for the rest of his life. So we did. We made some tours, and I, you know, had to navigate to find uh, a way to get to the the man. And uh, we rolled down the window, and I, I gave him the sandwich, and I looked him in the eye, and, and he said, thank you. And, um, you know, my son just said, Mom, thank you. You did a good thing today. And it was my son teaching me this lesson, you know, because we do walk by and we do say we've, we're too busy or that person, somebody else will take care of them. But you are a good reminder, Rob, that we can do this and we have to do this. Um, it it will connect us more. It will make us feel like we're making a difference. And so... Um, I want to help out as well. So if you'll have me. Um... No, you come out. Yeah, it'd be great. Bring your son and uh, I bring my kids and uh, there's other people and, and uh, I'll take you out on my on the truck. I'll have a little beer of the truck and feed families. And uh, it'd be great to have you there. You know, you, you sound like a, a obviously a very uh, a person who understands this and are, and obviously you're raising your kids to, uh, to even push you to do things, which is good. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, so I, I just think it's uh, it'd be great if you can come out. Uh, like I said, we need more people. Uh, it's always like a last minute rush to, to get all these things done. But I would love to have you there and your family. It'd be fantastic. OK, well, let's be in touch because I would like to make sure that this happens. And uh, thank you for all that you do. And just remind us of, of how people can help your website or, or you know, if they can sure. make donations or just come out, whatever. Tell me. Yeah, so if you can go to feedingmic.org, and um, you'll see everything on on the website about donating and the times to come out on Tuesday. Uh, once again, we'll be at Chelsea Piers, uh, and we'll be packing starting at uh, like 5 a.m. in the morning, 
and then the trucks go out about nine o'clock and we uh i think we have about four or five trucks that touch hit go to all the boroughs be about eight thousand uh turkey dinners will be uh bringing out to the families so uh once again you're more than welcome to come uh please sign up uh so you know we have everything really organized and uh instead of just showing up if you have to show up you can but we like that we have organized so everyone has a good time and and we want people to really uh, connect we also do a great thing with kids they 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 make cards so if you bring your six-year-old i have a six-year-old and a five-year-old and a, a one and a half year old but if you bring them they, they can make cards that we put inside the boxes so there's something for everybody and we have a dj there hmm. in, in the morning to keep the energy going and coffee and bagels and stuff so it's a, it's a really festive time and uh i'd love to have you out there go to once again feedingnyc.org to sign up and look forward to uh to uh, seeing you all I look forward to meeting you as well, Rob. Thank you for doing this, and uh, and God bless you. God bless your family, and thank you for reminding us the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Yes, thank you, and God bless you also. Thank you, Rob Lacasio, for your time and your incredible humanity. Right after Rob and I talked, I pitched my bosses on Fox & Friends to do live reports from Feeding NYC on Tuesday as volunteers help get families their Thanksgiving dinner. So I will be heading to Chelsea Piers early to cover this amazing event this week, and I hope you'll join me. And if you can support Feeding NYC, their website again is www.feedingnyc.org. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com.